Welcome to The Wedding Edit, a wedding planning podcast for the modern couple. Welcome back, guys. We have a lovely guest here with us today, Rosie Sugars from Weddings with Rosie. Rosie's a wedding celebrant here in Adelaide, but you can book her in Port Douglas if you so wish because she does like to travel up to the tropics here, here there and everywhere. <laughs> uh, welcome, Rosie. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. Thanks for coming. I, I'm yeah. just so happy to be sitting across from you. I know. Oh, I want to be on you. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that, but Sorry, I'm ready. Sorry, that's just a line from I'm a ready. that I like. Um, Rosie is going to talk to us today. We're, we're going to do something a bit different. We mm. are going to talk about family dynamics, friend dynamics, issues that might arise and anxieties that might come up when you're planning your wedding that might be to do with all of your relationships with the people around you and how to kind of protect yourself from that as well and protect your day. Mm. And how to deal with conflict. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I've come across so many different scenarios and and lots of different conflicts and being able to witness as well conflict resolution as well. So Mm -hmm. disclaimer, I'm not a psychologist. (laughs) I'm not a counsellor. This is just advice from what I've seen my couples overcome and also how I've been able to support and give my couples, I guess, that encouragement in the different dynamics of family relationships, friendships mm-hmm. leading up to your day. Yeah, mm. so just, you know, take our advice with a grain of salt and see your doctor Yeah, for um, <laughs> the, the more serious stuff. For any uh, prescription. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not going to be out. giving but any medical advice. <laughs> it's just more <laughs> the lead up to your day. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, so just, oh. yeah. just to be clear. Don't try this at home. <laughs> so funny. So, all right, let's talk about one of the, I guess, big things that comes up. And I know that it came up for our wedding day. Um, and, you know, there's there's lots of um, interesting dynamics with all families. But let's talk about estranged family members. Mm. Yep. So, Rosie, tell us, like, I don't know, what are your tips on how couples should deal with this or what experiences have you seen? Well, I would say... Firstly, let's just say if that person's still estranged, then probably leave them there for the wedding day. (laughs) Um, It's more about when those people unexpectedly come back into your life and you're rebuilding that relationship. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's super important because the big question is, I guess, that is do I need to include this person within my day? We're rebuilding our relationship. Let's just say it's going quite well. But there's still a few bridges to cross before cross they- before let's just say as this example, let's just say it's dad. Yeah. Yeah. And you're rebuilding it. But you know, you still flare each other up. There's still maybe a bit of past there that hasn't been dealt with. And so you're not quite willing to say, Hey dad, do you want to walk me down the aisle? Because you're not there yet. You're closer with mum or someone else. Yeah, or yeah. even you could be closer with your siblings and they've been there for you yeah. Yeah. more than mm. what your dad has been. Yeah, yeah. So I guess my advice would be is with most things I'm going to give advice on today is put out those expectations and also be able to put out those boundaries. So your dad, when he's coming to your wedding, he knows what to expect. So there's no assumptions. So let's just say... The bridge is being rebuilt. 
Yeah. You're coming back together, but you're not quite ready for him to be in your space all day, including walking you down the aisle. Yeah. So you could do something like, hey, dad, I'd really love you to be at the house where I'm getting ready and I'd love to get a couple of photos with you and me because we're rebuilding our relationship. I think that would be really special. But then I also would love for you to, you need to be sitting in the front row while I'm walking down the aisle. He yeah. can put two and two together. Yeah. He understands yeah. that that means, you know what, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet for walking her down the aisle, if that's what he wants to do, obviously. And it's a little bit of a softer letdown, I guess. Well, like, um, I guess to add to that, this dad <laughs> yeah. might also assume that he gets to do a speech and it's like, yeah, how do you tackle that conversation? Absolutely. So once again, let's just say different scenario, let's say it's still dad, they're putting all these kind of pressures on you to be like, well, you know, you're, I'm going to walk you down the aisle or I'm going to be doing a speech. You could say, you know what, I'm just really happy that you're back in my life and I just need you to be at the celebration and just sitting back and enjoying the day. You have no responsibilities. Yeah. Just to also, once again, that subtle letdown. But you just need to sit back have a couple of beers that are your favourite and I will ensure that we get those photos one-on-one together after the ceremony Yeah, in that special family time that we'll have. What about when there's a family member? Like what about when you're not having a relationship issues as such with your dad or someone that's key? But what if your dad doesn't get along with your mum and they've split up? Mm. What if they hate the sight of each other? Have you seen any examples? Have you guys seen any examples of that where a cup? I haven't personally, but have you had a experience with a wedding where it's like, I don't know what to do because my parents hate each other. Definitely. But I want them both there because I love them both. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, you know, they're both a part of your life in different ways probably because it's not all together. Uh, absolutely. I've, I've come across this. Yeah, and okay. my suggestion is to really especially the celebrant because the ceremony is, I guess, the quieter part of the day. It's the the day where everything is really focused on you as the couple. So my suggestion is to definitely lean on your celebrant, lean on your suppliers. So let them know what's going on. So there's no surprises for your suppliers. Even your photographers and videographers, so after the ceremony, they're not, you're not making mum and dad stand next to each other Mm. in that family photo Mm -hmm. because that just would be weird. And not okay for everyone involved. Yeah. So leaning on leaning on your suppliers so they're aware of the situation. I've definitely had this situation and I've just been aware of it and been able to say, okay, maybe let's just name the front row so have people's actual names on seats. Yeah. So mum yeah. mum can be over here on this side and dad can be all the way on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully mm. you'll find that your parents might hold it together for at least the ceremony yeah, and they'll have their good big boy and big girl pants on yeah. <laughs> and they'll they'll do it for you. Yeah. I find generally parents will just avoid each other, which is good. Like, you know, it's great if they can say hi or acknowledge each other, but also if they're not there, they don't have to do that and it's easy to stay away from each other, I think. So... And if a photographer is setting up a photo with both parents, they can put them on either side of the couple anyway. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So they don't have to stand there and hold hands like old times. Yeah. <laughs> and it's easy for you to get very caught up in the stress of what might happen. Like mm-hmm. I think sometimes imagining the worst is almost like catastrophizing it in your head of, oh, but what if this, what if that, what if mum cries or like what mm-hmm. if, you know, what if dad's got a new partner and mm-hmm. I don't know, what if it's all fresh? I, I'm just making up scenarios. Yeah. But oh, absolutely. It's, it's easy for you to sit there and go like what if, but really at the end of the day as long as you, if, if you feel you need to say something to your parents like, look, this is my day, I really need you to just hold your shit together so even if you just say you know if you feel comfortable saying to them like I really just need you to do this for me and just you know like avoid mum or avoid just yeah get along for me you know absolutely so one day you shouldn't have to worry about your parents behaving themselves (laughs) exactly but it is something that does cause quite a bit of stress when you've got that family dynamic that's kind of broken down a bit yeah. Um, because you feel like you're, you have to be the adult and you have to be the parent in that exactly. situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Even another thing I was going to suggest, but obviously it's not going to be right for everyone is maybe have a dinner or a coffee. Maybe coffee is too intimate. I don't know. There's nowhere really yeah. to hide, but with mum, dad and their partners and your partner and kind of talk out the schedule of the wedding keep it just to the wedding, but have everyone in the room together and then you can kind of gauge how that goes and then Mm. it will be even better on the day because they're going to be surrounded by more people because I'm assuming there's, in this scenario, let's just say there's 100 people coming to the wedding so they can hide and Mm. get chatting with different other family members they may have not seen in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. I know lots of families like that wouldn't be okay with doing the dinner but like I think that's a great suggestion. Like my parents would never... I don't think agree to having dinner all together with just me and Doug. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Couldn't think of anything worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I think like it can, I think people can build up in their head that it's going to be something or that they need to be a certain way. Yeah. So, or that they need to be, you know, extra careful to avoid or to not cause conflict, that kind of a thing when really it's, it is easy just to be like, okay, this person's going to be here. I need to just know that they're going to be there and that's okay, but I'm not going to be in their space. They're not going to be in my space. So we're going to like avoid each other. And that's, I think, when it is good. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Because you know what to expect. You know there's Mm. that person's not going to be hovering in your space and bothering you depending on what's gone on in the past. I think it induces stress or anxiety when those people come to the couple and say, like what will this look like or where will they be, that kind of a thing, or is this person coming and I'm not coming if this person comes. Oh, my gosh, That so kind hard. of a thing. And I, yeah, would hate it if someone was like, well, I'm not coming because this person's coming. Like that's, I think, mm. really childish because you need to be putting aside your own feelings about somebody mm-hmm. to be supporting, you know, your child getting married. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. People, sometimes parents like, behave like the child, (laughs) you know, in that situation. (laughs) So it's, it's embarrassing for them really. But um, another thing that I guess pops up, which is probably slightly related to this, but maybe not, um, is when a family member or say in-law says, I'm inviting all of these people. And you're like, I've never met like any of them. Yes. 
I mean, that happens so often. So common, so common. And the other, the thing about that as well is it's taking up space because not every wedding venue has got unlimited capacity. Yeah. It's taking up space. It's probably taking up a big chunk of your budget too. Mm. And it's taking time away from the people that you want to be spending time with. Mm. So let's just say my mother-in-law, yeah. I'm just going to say that, my mother-in-law wants to invite 10 of her friends plus their partners. So that's 20 people. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's big a chunk of people <laughs> that you yeah. may not necessarily know. You might see once every three years. You may not have met them yet but heard about them. Mm. That's really sweet and you get it because – Back in their day, that's make them, making them sound really yeah, old, yeah. but well, they're, know, if they're we're looking back, mates. it's their parents actually used to invite all of their friends to their wedding. So that's yeah. kind of what they're used to. Mm. Well, that's my understanding anyway. Yeah. That's what I've kind of heard and seen in photos. You know, their parents invited all their friends to their kids' weddings and that's just how it was. But, you know, weddings were a little people, bit different that's back a lot, then. though, yeah. you know. Like- I know, and that's a big chunk and – I guess once again coming back to putting those boundaries out, setting those expectations and making sure that that your in-laws are feeling heard and I reckon maybe doing a bit of compromising. So saying, look, I love that you would love your friends to be here for you and be here for you on this really special day. I get that you're really excited about that. However, there is a maximum capacity for the wedding reception area. So what I would love is it would be completely fine for them to come along and just watch the most important part of the day, just putting a little bit of mayo on that, uh, <laughs> just to make them feel extra, extra yeah. special. Um, I mean, I love the ceremony, but, yeah. you know, make them feel like, hey, you can invite your 20 friends yeah. to my ceremony and watch me get married to your son. Yeah, yeah. However, when they go, they can come, they can stay for a champagne after and then it's time for them to go out and maybe they can share a nice dinner together. Mm, Maybe you could pick one friend and their partner who's um, probably your bestie and they're welcome to stay because, number one, you might not be able to afford an extra 20 people at your wedding. What if they say, well, we're paying for it? Oh, that's we're paying a- for those 20 people mm. but it's like yeah but we still have a restriction but, on yeah, numbers yeah I would probably say oh, give me that money towards flowers <laughs> yeah I know right because it would probably cover the cost it's it's hard it's hard when it comes to money maybe you could say really well tricky. you know what it's it's hard to say no but you could say well then I'd rather not have have the money mm. for those people yeah because I don't want my room to be filled with I know, uncomfortable. I don't want, want my room to be filled with 20 of your friends when I can't see tw- 20 of my friends there. that I would want to be there. Yeah, yeah or close I don't know. Family. What are your thoughts on that? Because it is a difficult conversation to have. Yeah. But I feel like you've kind of compromised by saying, ah, well, look, we'd love for them to come to the ceremony, but kind of blame it on capacity. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I think it's going to come down to all the different factors, like what, is your relationship like with that person? How honest can you be with them? Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, could your partner have that conversation? Does it have to yes, be you? It, it shouldn't have to be. I would recommend definitely. Yeah. If I'm the bride of 
the son and oh my gosh worst way to explain that um let's say it's my mother-in-law causing yeah. a problem I shouldn't really be the one having to have that conversation yeah because then she I can come across yeah. as the bad guy and the the meanie and she's the difficult woman all those yeah. classic um traits that come out around the wedding yeah day. so it's yeah I would I would definitely encourage your partner to have that conversation with their mum yeah but also be really clear with your boundaries of, of what you're hoping to get out of that conversation or your partner is. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like with families they have a certain expectation for you to include someone in your wedding party. For example, it might be your sister or your cousin or your brother, like just someone, yeah, that you might not want to have in your wedding party or might not be, you know, that important to you right now or be in your life as much as what yeah. your parents or someone think. But, yeah, mum and dad really want you to have them in there. Like how are you meant to deal with that? I know it's, it's tricky and even it just could be as simple as you've already chosen your two people in your wedding party and you've really only ever wanted to. You don't want to add another couple more mm. just because your parents are expecting to ask your sister and your cousin. Mm. So I guess to manage that, and that's the really beautiful thing about the ceremony, is there are so many different ways that you can include people who are really important to you. Um, and I would firstly suggest, let's just say it's your cousin and your sister for mm -hmm. this example, and you're getting a bit of pressure from your parents and auntie to yeah. say, hey, what? you know, you're really close to these people. Why are they not such a big part of your day? And sometimes that person just might not be the right fit for within the your dynamic, wedding party. The yeah. dynamic, you could clash with your sister and cousin, but also be the best of best friends, mm. you know, but on the day, they might not be willing to make that day about you. You just don't know. You know how the parents think they know the relationship, but they might not. Really. You might want to keep it really intimate with your yeah. two besties mm. and you know that throwing that person in the mix is going to change the total dynamic of your morning. Mm. So for selfish reasons, which I think is okay on your wedding day, absolutely, you okay. want to have the best morning you can possibly have and having that extra person there isn't going to create that right Feeling. Absolutely. And also it means you need more time to get ready, just yeah. on a side note, or probably well, to hire more makeup artists to get chaotic. everyone ready. Yeah. Anyway, that's definitely a side so note. I guess you could include them in other ways in the Absolutely. ceremony. Yes, 100%. So firstly, I'm going to suggest a reading. Now, this is not everybody's cup of tea. Mm -hmm. um, not everyone wants to jump up there and read or do public speaking because it's just not for everyone. However, you could come up together. So the sister and the cousin could come up together. They could share that reading, do one paragraph each. And if they stuff it up and have a little giggle up there, it's actually a nice memory to look back on. So once they've come up and they've done that reading, I always encourage my readers to turn around, go and hug the couple, make it intimate, um, and then go and sit back down. And, you know, they've done the hard part. They've been included and also just had a bit of fun with it. Yeah. My sister-in-law did a reading at our wedding because oh, I wasn't really yeah. like now I'm a lot closer with her um, but, you know, we, Joel and I got married but like she, we lived in different states for a while so I didn't see a lot of her. Yeah. Um, now since having kids we're a lot closer but, yeah, looking back I think it was the right thing to do and 
And she's not a big public speaker though, so I think she was probably shaking in her boots to be honest. But we got some really beautiful photos at the ceremony of her standing Mm. up there in between the two of us giving a reading. Mm. Mm. So beautiful. I'm so glad we did that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because then you've got that professional photo now that you can give to her. She's got that as a keepsake and even you can have that in your wedding photo album and it's just one of those moments you can look back on and I don't think you're going to be regretting it. Yeah. But thinking about it as well, readings are also not for everyone. So some people just are like, why would I have a reading in my ceremony? It's just Mm. not for me. Yeah. And it's all about making your day perfect for you as a couple. So if it would be strange for you to – suddenly ask someone to get up and read the lyrics to your favourite song, then I encourage you not to do that. So other ways we can involve the family members is ring exchanges. So sister has one ring, cousin has the other, and you can call them up individually before they do that before you do the ring exchange and same thing, come up, pass the ring over, give the couple a hug and then go sit back down and you've got those photos that you can look back on and exactly the same obviously for the other side. So let's say cousin comes up with the other ring. So that's an easy job. Mm. It's a photo opportunity and... Doesn't involve public speaking. Yes, it doesn't involve (laughs) public speaking, which is probably the number one worst fear. It's good for some people. Yeah. 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 yeah, and also um, the other thing is, is they don't just have to come up and bring the rings up. It's lean on your suppliers again, mainly your celebrant here because that's the person that will be doing the talking. Make a big deal about these people. Yeah. Say why you've chosen them to be your ring bearers. Say, look, obviously we have my beautiful sister. She's coming on down today with these rings and this is why you're so important to me. We, re- On behalf of the couple, you know, we really love you blah 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 yeah. maybe do a little personal note about them as they're bringing the rings up so yeah. they feel acknowledged they feel loved and they feel appreciated without having to actually maybe compromise and have them up there standing with you and then do the same thing for the cousin yep yeah so get the get the celebrant to say you know we've loved I've loved growing up with you um you've been a huge part of my life and you really are like a second sister to me yeah please come on down with that ring you know, what about witnesses? Do they they absolute, can be family? Can't absolutely. They? Yeah. So that was my final suggestion. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> I love it. You're already onto it. I was going to say, yeah. I'm pretty sure we had like yeah, some yeah. friends that weren't in the bridal party. Yeah, so good. So this is also the, my final suggestion on how to include people. There's so many different ways, but for today we'll keep it short. Yeah. <laughs> um, witnesses. So yeah. this is probably my favorite way to include people. The only issue here is they have to be over 18, which is usually fine, but you never know. We might have younger ones being who are sisters or cousins. And, yeah, it's once again encourage your supplier, your celebrant, to invite those witnesses up, come on down, sign the paperwork with you. And that's a real moment, right? It's you're signing the paperwork as the couple. Then your witnesses will sit down and sign and everything is getting captured. So it's not just photos if you've got a videographer that that real life in time moment is being captured yeah and their signatures are on your paperwork for life so you've got that signature there you can either have that be a surprise for those people or you could prep them and say you need to start practicing your signature so it's perfect (laughs) for the day you know you can have a bit of fun with it (laughs) and you've got a post photo that you can get with with um with the couple 
and your witnesses in that moment, but then you've also got those beautiful natural photos of it actually unfolding and happening in real time. So that's a really beautiful way. And I always encourage my couples, you know what, it's actually a really meaningful job as well. Some it people is. think, oh, we'll just get the best man and maid have wanted to do it, which is perfectly fine because obviously they're super close to the couple. But once again, it's also another way that you can include people who you really want to be a part of your day without it being a really challenging job, like potentially a reading. Yeah. 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 Love it. Yeah. So when we're talking about family dynamics and like potential conflicts and stuff with family. I know that the family portrait time can be Mm -hmm. a little bit of a challenge. Um, And I know that like as a photographer, we've got some things that we put in place that really help our couples to be able to manage that and make it really easy. We just like kind of take over to make sure that, you know, we're just not putting up with anyone's BS basically. So good. um, What kind of like things would you say that couples could implement to help them to you know, get this done really well without any conflict? I always suggest don't just give the list of photos of people that you want to your photographer and leave it up to them. Mm -hmm. Also give that list to someone in your life, hopefully who's another family member or a close friend who's really assertive slash bossy. Yes. Because it makes sure that those people that need to be in those photos they are going to be in that one spot. There's always going to be a couple that, you know, straggle off. But they can use their really loud voice. They can project and say, all right, mum and dad of groom, you're in. And they can split up the both families, have them in their groups and ready to go and ready to jump into those different photo dynamics. Now also I guess leaning on your suppliers again and I'm sure you would deal with this a lot Dana um if the family members aren't talking what would you put in place to make sure that you can still get that group photo without Mm -hmm. the family members trying to kill each other so I think it's really good when the couple give you like a photo so you can recognize the parents that aren't kind of talking to each other or like you know someone that might be wanting to be in all the photos but only in a couple of photos that kind of a thing that way you can kind of I mean Doug's got a really sneaky trick he does with people that aren't meant to be in photos um he kind of (laughs) but uh, are we sharing (laughs) are we sharing this or is it does he pretend he pretends to take a photo I think so yeah he like (laughs) pretends to take the photo and then asks just them to come out and then Everybody else has the photo. That is so yeah. good. That is actually really good. Yeah. Because I once did see a groom's mum. She was very like glitz and glam and mm-hmm. she looked beautiful but she was wanting to be the star of the show. Oh, yeah. And There's always one. <laughs> we were trying that. to set up and it was raining and it was very oh. last minute mm-hmm. so we were like putting rugs and things out and it was like, you know, it had just stopped raining and the mum was like, the mum just like rocks up and she's like, all right, um, and goes to the photographer, all right, um, I would like a photo of me here and a photo of me with <laughs> oh, my son and then I would like – and the photographer was like – This is on oh, the list. Um, and the photographer was – I won't name names – Lovely, but like obviously not an assertive person. So the photographer was just like, going with okay. the photographer was like, just busy taking photos. And I'm, mm. I'm like, guys, like, you're like, I need to put the rugs out. You're standing in the yeah. aisle. Like, oh my I think the hard thing too with that is 
is that you only have a certain amount of time to capture what you're getting. Mm. Yeah. Um, and also it can annoy the couple. Like so the couple might be, you know, mum is, is you know, a bit of a bulldozer and will want photos with just her and the auntie and just her with the uncle or, you know, this, that and the other person. Um, mm, and I s- normally step in and say, look, I'm happy to give you whatever photo you want. Come and grab me at the reception yeah. and I will take your photos for you and we'll just get it done then. But no, um, sorry, I want my photo in front of the ceremony flowers, <laughs> love. <laughs> well, you've just in got my one. Gown, in my gown. Oh, my goodness. My it's so son's tricky. wedding gown. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, it's so challenging. Yeah, had any example? Like, what examples have you got of these? Oh well, I was just thinking about like going back to, you know, having say, for example, mum and dad not wanting to like talk to each other or avoid each other, that kind of mm. a thing. You know who they are. You know that they don't talk to each other. So when you've got the couple standing in the middle, you place them on either side so they don't have to stand next to Perfect. each other. They don't look like a couple. That kind of a thing. Um, that's really good. It makes it really easy. And I mean, you're someone that they don't know. So they're going to just go along with you because you're a professional. So they're just going to be like, okay, this is somebody that I'm seeing in a like professional kind of aspect and they're just going to, yeah, tell me what to do and I'm just going to do it because I'm going to comply with somebody that I don't know. Well, there's no emotion attached to no, you. No, there's not. Exactly. There's no history. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm just going to do what this person tells yeah. me to do because it's like I don't know them. I'm and not it's angry painless at them. too. Like it's just, you know, we get it done so fast. Yeah. It's almost like it never happened. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. And that's yeah. usually what the couple want, don't they? Mm. They want it to be over and done with and not in a dismissive way yeah. but just because you're actually usually on quite a tight schedule at this yeah. point unless exactly. you've bought the winery out for four hours before, which is unusual. Yeah. And yeah. You actually just want to go have a couple of drinks or go off with your new love and get photos in the field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what you want. You want the family photos to go as quickly as possible mm. and as painless as possible because it is um, – I, I think it's like the most posed part, the, yeah. the most – annoying part of the day for couples that they're like okay I have to do this and it's just like dealing with people like oh where should I yeah. stand what should I do with my arms what should I do with this like know. you know all the comments and stuff from the family that you're like okay that's just Aunt Shirley she's like that yeah um, and they dawdle they like also yeah, yeah some yeah. family can just take over and then- yeah and I think because they are your family they can annoy you like that's just just you know, so it comes with the territory. Yeah. So it's good for it to be short, sharp, shiny. Like. I can just picture my grandma, I think, on my wedding day. <laughs> bless her. She um, always has a bag full of like 10 different lipsticks, oh, which is beautiful. probably where I get it from. <laughs> I've got like so many different lip balms in my bag and they're all different colours. But like she'll be like, I, I've got to find the right lippy first. She'll be digging and oh rummaging around gosh, in the bag. Hey. And meanwhile, everyone's waiting for the, yeah. the sun is setting. Yeah. yeah. And grandma's the light is disappearing. Absolutely. That's a really good point that you bring up though because one thing that we normally say, even though I've got a template that we give to couples for what family photos that they might like to have, if they do have children or older people, we generally like to get them out of the way first because then they're not waiting 20 minutes 
for their photo yeah. to come around because kids don't have that attention span and older people can't just They're stand frail. around, like especially if it's hot. That oh, was a 100%. big problem on my wedding day. Mm. So my grandma was quite unwell and it was really cold. Um, it was April but it was mm. a cold day and it was late because it was 5.30 by the time the ceremony mm-hmm. finished and it was really windy and icy. And my mum remind- told me after the day, she was like, I don't know why you didn't get a photo with Nan early like why was she left standing there in the cold for half an hour that wasn't great because she was absolutely freezing (gasps) and I didn't know because it was my wedding day like I'm too caught up so you you do need someone to actually like my mum probably should have stepped in and said to the photographer can we please get my Mm. mother out of the way first because she's very frail she can't stand up for too long yeah Mm. and it's totally fine to do that if your photographer has other people first, like younger people, like definitely just be like they've got the list there, they've got a pen, they can just cross it off. Like it's so easy to do. Yeah, yeah. You just reshuffle. Yeah. So one thing that we say which is really important um, to like and it, I think it avoids conflict on the day is to let people know that they're in a photo, a family photo. Like so one of the things that helps with this is that then you don't have people feeling like, oh, no, I wouldn't be included because I'm not important or um, people thinking like, oh, my gosh, they're going through all these people that are like so distant, like it's a distant cousin or something I'm not included, like that I'm getting really upset, I'm getting really anxious because I'm not included. And I've had that at a wedding recently where, you know, um, the the bride had – um, a foster dad and so the foster dad got um, got lots of photos there's lots of photos he was first with with his family um, so there was like maybe three or four photos with him um, and so bio dad was there as well bio dad got ready with bride and was like you know really happy did first look all of that but bio dad was like getting nervous nearby am I going to have a photo with my daughter am mm. I going to have a photo with my daughter the cousin comes up to me is really rude and says you know she's got a biological dad that she needs to have a photo with and mm. then the bride saw this and was like oh like this really stressed her out and I'm like yep she's on the um he's on the list just like look down so yep here's the list where he's going to be with his daughter so that can be avoided by giving that list to, yeah. to those family okay. members. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's another way. Yeah, to, to, I think it's all about having conversations really yeah. at the end of the day. Communication. And expecta- setting yeah. expectations yeah. and providing clarity mm-hmm. and then no one's left guessing. Yeah, and feeling disappointed when they don't need to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because definitely. they're going to be included and – it's just knowing that you will be included. Yeah. 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 And also not to run off. Yeah. If you're upset as well and thinking that you're not included as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So sometimes yeah. I feel like a big thing can be made out of absolutely nothing. Like it's a misunderstanding. I mean, that's half of what marriage is, isn't it? <laughs> it's a big misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, should marriage. we talk about like have we we've covered family? Yes. Yeah. So relationships like between friends and like who to be in your bridal yeah, party. Yeah, who to ask to be mm. in your wedding party. Mm. Um, you know, I guess what what are the things that you should consider or what advice do you guys have for couples about how to select the right people for their wedding party? Well, Always I wants would to say be your bridesmaid. She does. She's <laughs> 
Olive. I didn't ask um, my <laughs> bridesmaids to lick my legs on the day, but. <laughs> Thing. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think it's they would level. do it? Yeah. So really important. They need to do it. They're told. Though. Yeah. Do what. Do what they're told. If you ask them to lick your legs. Lick your legs. <laughs> do it. That's the one number one. Um, I definitely think, and I know we've kind of touched on this before, but it's so important to have those people who surround you on your wedding day, mm-hmm. who are standing up there with you, who know you, they know how you work. They are happy to be your hype person yeah. and they are so happy to put themselves aside leading up to your day and on your day and make you the absolute number one priority and your partner, of course. But if they're getting ready with you, it's so important like that they're going to be as excited about your day as what, as what you are. Yeah, and they've they got your best interests at best heart. Best interests at heart. Mm. Even things like... They are so excited. They're just a happy person to be around, a positive person to be around that they can pick up if you might be feeling a little bit nervous and not like pre-wedding jitters, just, you know, you might just have those little feelings because it is such a big moment, Yeah, Um, you know, getting out of the car, about to walk down the aisle or putting on that dress and you've got, you want to be able to look at those people who are surrounding you as you're getting ready and be thinking, God, I've really picked the a right great people. crew mm-hmm. and they're going to be able to look back at you and be like, you've got this or you are absolutely stunning and oh, I'm just so excited for you. They've got your back. Yeah. I've, and- I've seen so many examples where, I mean, I'm not normally there, you know, during the morning when they're getting ready and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff because I'm usually there setting up the wedding. But I have seen some examples, you know, where the photographer has said to me, the bridesmaids are being awful you know yeah. they're just being awful they're being absolute divas yeah. just and complaining about stuff yeah whinging yeah. yeah and so it's like you really need to think carefully about who you you're right they have to be positive people selfless not people who want the spotlight or yeah. are going to complain about every little thing on your wedding day because that's not going to be that's going to bring you around. down I, I really mm. think that's going to bring you down and it's probably going to stress you out in the end. But it is hard. What if it's someone, you, a lifelong friend, that you're like, oh, they're such a drain, they're just going to really it's... drain me on the day. But you know. Give them a reading. Oh, exactly. I'm, <laughs> she's taking my advice. Witness, witness. witness reading, re-exchange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, acknowledge them within the ceremony yeah. We don't want to well. downplay these crucial roles in the ceremony, but <laughs> you're not a bridesmaid, okay? Mm. Um, even even acknowledging them in the speeches later on, if you've got some really good friends that didn't quite make the cut, that you still love them, but they're just not the right person to give lift them a job to do. Do they make um, nice wedding invitations? Maybe they yeah, can. Do they? Can they hand out some flyers? Do we still do that? No, not really. <laughs> hand out not really. Flyers. <laughs> this is the breakdown yeah. of the day. Yeah, you never not, really need those. Really. Service. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank hand you. out rose petals. Oh, yes, Yes. that's That's an easy job. Yeah, yeah, that's an easy one. So I guess, yeah, they need to be people who aren't competitive. A hundred percent. They're happy to see you happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just having your best interests at heart and wanting to see you happy. Yeah. Because you don't, yeah, I think people can be bridezillas or groomzillas. Absolutely. You know, where their expectations are way too high. I mean, you don't want to spend your whole friendship just talking about the wedding for a whole year. Like you need to also be a balanced friend. Yeah. 
I know that there are definitely times when it's not the friend. It probably is the bride being a bridezilla or yeah. Good point. You know, like because that, yeah, can, just, that can, can definitely happen. Can we just talk happen. about something that's not your wedding for once? Like yeah. it's not all about you. <laughs> and then sometimes that can tip the bride over the edge, and you might get cut. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, like cut from the wedding yeah. party. Yeah. It's yeah, true that it's it is hard. a balance. A- like I know we're saying that, you know, it's all about you and it is all about you but there's a balance b- between making, you want to still know, be contributing. You need to be a good friendship. friend still to, yeah. to your bridesmaids or wedding party. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Can't just drop, be good friends the out there. Just yeah. be a good friend in general. Just be yeah. a good human. That's it. And then leading up to I'd say from the hens if you're having one or bucks, whatever it is, leading up to the day. Just make it about that person. And that's yeah. I think that's the best you can do. I think sometimes, and this isn't on our little script, I think sometimes things like money can get become a problem. Yeah. yeah true. So um there's definitely been I think there's been situations where I've been involved in weddings where it's not been clear up front how much money we're going to have to all mm. fork out. Yes. And it might not even be necessarily the bride's expectations. Mm. It might be the Maid of honour is like you're all going to spend a thousand dollars. Yeah, mm. all the bridesmaids are going to spend a thousand dollars on the hen's day, mm. and you're like, oh goodness, we Not don't a- all have a thousand dollars to I spend know. on the hen's day. You know, mm. so it's a lot. It, I, I've I've definitely been involved before in those situations and seen those situations where it's actually not really the so much the bride that's causing the problem, mm. but it's like. I think the the bride or who I mean we shouldn't be saying bride because it could be two grooms or you know whatever but like I guess the person getting married needs to be really clear with their wedding party you know I don't want everyone to have to spend more than this amount or yes. or be clear when you ask someone to be in the wedding party look this is the plan you know you will have to spend this or you know and are you okay with that yeah because it's that's something that can come up too. It's not always just the relationship side of it. It's the, mm. you know, not actually checking if people are okay with spending that amount of money. But yeah. Yeah. And just being clear on your expectations mm. of them. So true. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a tricky one. It, yeah. Just being honest and upfront. And that's a hard one to have when it comes to money because I think people freeze when they have to talk about money. how much. Maybe you might potentially have to fork out how much a budget is for particular things. Yes. So it's tricky because you don't really always know that up and, front as well. Mm. Yeah. And the other thing is, is you don't know what financial situation everyone from that wedding party is in. There yeah. could be someone who's studying, who's literally just working nights to mm-hmm. pay their rent kind of thing. And you might have someone who's in a full time successful career that a thousand dollars is nothing to them. Mm, that's yeah. so true. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that probably would fall back on the person who is getting married to educate everyone in the wedding party of where everyone's at in a, obviously a tactful way and not an exposing way but maybe even putting some limits on um, how much you're expecting people to spend maybe but also I'll give you an example right so my girlfriend recently we just we arranged her hands for her and she said to us I really don't want people attending the hens having to pay more than a hundred dollars a head yeah so we kind of worked with that Mm. and then worked backwards so figured out how many people we had coming roughly 
um, and then worked backwards from there. And then we both decided we would put in a certain amount yeah. um, to top up if we needed to. And we actually ended up asking the mum if she could help us out with a couple of little things. Just it was really only an extra couple of hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that just helped us get it over the line. So once we kind of had the budget, we worked back from there and figured mm. out what we could do mm. for our hen. Yeah, that's um, nice. From there because it was really important for her. She didn't want the fancy cutlery if it was going to cost everyone $150 a head as an example. Yeah, yeah. Because she knew that after a couple of drinks no one's looking at the cutlery. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. After four champagnes the cutlery does not matter. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I've gone off tangent but that's just, yeah, she was pretty good like that because she kind of said, it's important for me that people don't spend over this yeah. much. And it yeah. was good to put that because that made us go, oh, okay, well, this is what we've got to work with, so this mm-hmm. is what we can organise for you. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> something a little bit controversial when it comes to inviting people to your wedding. Let's. Exes. Let's talk about ex, baby. <laughs> let's talk about you and not me anymore. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not you anymore, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were once together yeah. but not anymore. Yeah. Anyway, this is not a singing let's podcast. Let's talk yeah. about ex. <laughs> So, Love it. Okay. All right. You want to sing along? Okay. Yeah, I know. So I did. I, she I did back. request singing. Yes, yeah. She stepped episode. back and watched yes. the magic happen. <laughs> I was not expecting this to go this way. <laughs> so anyway, back to the exes. Yes. Yeah. So, like, when when is it okay to invite an ex? Like, is it ever okay? Never. No. I think <laughs> we're all going to have a different opinion on this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Who wants mm. to go first? Uh. We're looking at you, Dana. Oh, well, we, oh, but like, you asked the question, so yeah, why don't you I did answer ask the it? Question, yeah. so, all right, okay, all right. I think it definitely depends on the circumstances. True. Like if the ex is crazy, then no. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even think it would be an option if the ex yeah. is crazy. Yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah. They just come to ruin I mean, your wedding. Like come I'm amicable with my ex, but like I wouldn't invite him to my wedding because, like, he's moved on. He's had kids. Like, you know, yeah. like we're just in different places in our lives and yeah. we don't dislike each other but he's not really an intimate part of my life. So mm. we don't hate each other mm. and if I saw him in the street we would say hi and have a chat but it doesn't mean that I'm going to invite him to my wedding. So mm. it definitely depends on the dynamic and your relationship. Mm. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think... You know, you could be really still good friends with your ex. I think it's super important that the person that you're about to marry also has that same connection and friendship with that person and sees that person as a friend yeah. on the same level as what you do. Mm. Everyone they appreciate your past and they're comfortable with that because most of us have got a past and an ex and you probably should be kind of hanging out with that person in a big group setting on a regular basis to have that person anyway be on the list of wanting to invite them to your wedding. So I would just, yeah, I would would say, yeah, absolutely. But once again, it comes back to that, what your actual relationship is like with that person and making sure that everyone's comfortable. The other thing that I was thinking about the other day, which could be funny, like you might have a great relationship with your ex and same your your new partner has an amazing relationship with them too and you're all good friends, but what if, this is a bit of a scandal, what if your parents are still shipping for you to be with 
your that ex person. and yeah. they don't like yeah. your current partner that you're about to marry. Yeah, that's all. Like, if there was yeah. anything else, anything like that that's happening, they're still like mourning the loss of um, <laughs> of the ex. And oh, oh, I wish you were with Michael. Oh yeah. God, he's a yeah. better man for you. If there's anything like that going on, yeah. I don't think it would be appropriate. No, no. And your ex should understand that. But also, like, what constitutes an ex? Because in any town or city, mm-hmm. there's a lot of. Um, I guess people have flings what, and situations, you know, <laughs> exactly situationships. Absolutely. And I know, I know, like friendship groups that aren't in my immediate circle, but I know friendship groups where, you know, there's a couple that have been together for a long time, mm-hmm. but that guy has also been with that girl. But those guys are friends, and they're just because oh they're gosh. from the same town. Do you know what I mean? Though, like they're they've all messy. kind of been with each other because over That's the just years. What happens with- as you're yeah. growing up and <laughs> learning new things. I know. So the thing is like there's oh always going to be, this is definitely a, a topic that people don't talk about, but there's always going to be people in your life that, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's those little, I don't know, controversial. They've had a moment. They've had, They've a, had moment a moment in their, in their adult life and I think you just should be comfortable with where you're at now and happy for each it's other. It's about you and your partner and mm. how comfortable yeah. you are with the situation. 100%. And if someone's not comfortable with it, then they should, probably shouldn't get invited. If Absolutely. in doubt, just jump on the live stream. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Jump on the live stream. Yeah. And just you guys what talking the live I don't what the live stream the live is. stream for like watching the ceremony. Oh, yes. I thought you you had to do like a Facebook Live or something to ask whether or not we should bring this particular ex to the wedding. (laughs) I was like, oh, put it out to the community. Okay. Oh, yeah. Vote. That too. Let's just do it like bachelor style. Yeah. Have you guys ever been to a wedding where someone in the wedding party has been with the bride or groom or not so much the wedding party but just a guest at the wedding? Like there's been those situations Oh, yeah, definitely. All the time. Yeah. yeah. So oh, how yeah. Often, like put your hand up. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I have slept with that whole entire wedding party. <laughs> <laughs> you personally. <laughs> and I am the bride. That would be awkward as a celebrant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Have you ever done a wedding where oh, you've like I've seen with? an ex? Oh, I thought you were Like you've question. actually been up there like presenting and you'd be like, oh, there's my ex in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been. Uh, recently I was at a wedding where my ex was. Yeah, definitely. Me but too. he's a, he's a, actually so, a pretty good friend. Oh, okay. We haven't been together for many, many years and we've seen each other over the years. He lives in a different state. But I was a little bit anxious yeah. leading up to doing that ceremony because I kind of thought. <gasps> you can't avoid them, whereas I I said can. to my husband, I was like, <laughs> why am I so anxious about this? Like he's a legend. Like mm. well, there's nothing wrong between us. Mm. It's it's just because we hadn't seen each other in a really, really long time. Yeah. yeah. And it all worked out perfectly. In the end, like once the ceremony was over, he was like yeah. high fiving me and it was actually super proud. <laughs> yeah. Because he hasn't seen me as a celebrant. So that was really yeah. cool. It yeah. was it was a good story. Yeah. A good yeah, that's end a to great that story. story. Um but I was a little bit nervous as the celebrant just for a moment making it about me. Yeah. So I can't imagine what it would be like as the couple. Yeah, of knowing course. that your ex is sitting right there in the front row watching you. <laughs> yeah, no, so actually... I know of a group um, <gasps> of people who. So I know of a situation where there was like the bride and the groom, and the I won't say who, but like one of those people had been with like two of the other side of the wedding party. Oh, interesting. So, so for example, sake like the groom had been with two of the bridesmaids' wedding party, the bride's mm. wedding party. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wow. Okay. And he's standing there facing yeah, with his the bride. bride. Yes. Yeah. So but looking at seeing his two exes, <laughs> doing the exes. But like hanging out all, you know, oh, well, for photos. They and stuff. must have been they good. Were, they were all fine, but the, mm. I guess it's about how you guys are. You guys okay with that as a couple? Yeah. yeah. And if if you guys are okay with that, that's fine. A hundred percent. Great that they're all still friends. Yeah. Well, I don't think they all like hang out as a group. Mm. <laughs> It was a forced hangout for that day, but yeah. everyone had their big girl pants on <laughs> yeah. and their big boy pants on and they got it done. Yeah, well, the point did. is that they had their pants on. <laughs> oh that was I'm very lucky. That so very lucky. You can cut that out. No, please. <laughs> I, just, I had to say that. Oh, it was really I let you down the garden path. Oh, so good. Oh, oh my gosh. Shit. I think as long as everyone keeps their pants on and doesn't get their knickers in a twist, um, how many more puns can we throw in? Oh, my goodness. What is this podcast turning into? Like some kind of X-rated? Let's yeah, talk X-rated. about set. No, I'm just <laughs> Guys, I'll be back next week for the sex chat. We're going to talk about your wedding night. And uh, And what positions did you perform, (laughs) if any? (laughs) What's going on? This is Sorry, this went south. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we went down. She's sweating. She's sweating. It's serious. You said X. We um, actually have to be really serious. It's a serious subject. X's are serious. All right, let's let's go Mm. serious. The second most awkward person maybe to invite to your wedding would be your your boss maybe. But <laughs> I, I was just thinking yeah. about like work friends. Like, you know, you might be really good friends with some people at work, um, but then it's also like how many people do you invite that you work with? Like if you, you know, there's always someone at work that you don't like. Um, yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but then also like do you invite your boss or is that like a bit weird? I don't know, like. Does it mean you'll get a, a salary increase at the next review? <laughs> you would hope so, yeah. You would hope so. Would they give a really generous gift? No, <laughs> I, I think I, I had my boss at my wedding at the time, but then she was also replaced shortly thereafter um, oh. with someone that was very much like Michael Scott. Um, like I had like a real life Michael Scott boss after that, which was a lot of fun. But um, oh. <laughs> no one knows who Michael Scott is, do they? No, I don't know oh who my Michael. gosh. Well, <laughs> Who oh, is this that? Awkward. Looking, were you looking at me like? Oh it's like, am I going to just pretend I know yeah, who you're yeah. talking I'm about? Glad it's not is just me. Like, who's Michael Scott? <laughs> from the oh, office. From the office. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Steve Carell. Yeah. Oh, heaven. Oh, no, that's okay. what she said. If you, yeah, no, I love The heaven. Office, but it's been a long time. I don't know the character's like name. I do. I mean, <laughs> and it is the US office to be clear with I don't, you on like, that. I don't know how you can know or really watch The Office no, without I knowing who a, Michael is. But I haven't watched The Office Michael, in, like I watched yeah, it I have, 10 yeah, years I've ago. I've watched like an episode here and there and I do he enjoy it. He is like you can argue this with me till the cows come home but he is the best character on The Office. He the is. best. He oh, is. yeah. The best. Steve Carell. Yes, yeah. the best. I love yeah. I love it. Anyway, now. Rain sorry. Wilson's like the second but. That's fun. Well, we don't care what you think, Doug. <laughs> Your first one. This is the Dana show. <laughs> okay. All right, now that we've gotten the past the office Scott, and who oh Michael gosh. Scott is, then we can talk about <laughs> inviting bosses to your wedding and work work uh, friends. Okay, so are we saying do we invite the boss or how do we not invite the boss? Or yeah. how do we navigate this? Well, how do you invite mm. your, like, work friends w- without the boss hearing about it? 
That's Look, true. Sometimes it's not appropriate though to invite yeah. the boss. I don't think I don't boss know if the should, boss would want to. You come, know what? Though. Sometimes yeah. it's as the boss, you're not necessarily friends with everyone. You can't be because you might have to fire that person one day. It actually puts the boss in an awkward situation too. Like when I think about my husband, he's a manager of a team and I think mm-hmm. he if his team if someone in his team got married and they invited the team but not him I think he would be okay with that because he'd be like I don't really I don't really feel the need to go mm. and like yes you do you have mm. to manage these people and your boss you don't always have to feel a blight you don't have to invite people out of obligation but Definitely I suppose not. you've got to be really um I've been to some weddings where it's like I'm in a team and they've invited us to the ceremony but not the reception. Yeah, that's, that's actually, yeah, that is a good way to go. And also I would say just don't feel the pressure. If you do have a couple of work wives, as mm. an example, don't feel like you have to invite their partners. Yeah, um, that's true. It's totally acceptable to invite two of your besties from work yeah. and that at least they know each other, yeah. invite them to come along. And if you obviously if you've got space for them to stay all night, obviously I would encourage you to do that. But you know, we don't know the capacity rules, but either invite them to the ceremony or invite them to the whole thing and be okay with not inviting partners. Do you so know obviously, what else is awkward is like the what if you've been working with someone in a team for like 10 years and then a couple of new people have joined that team and you, you don't want to invite the whole team. But you want to invite like mm. one or two people from the team, but there's like a newbie in your team and you're like, I don't really know them that well. I think you just have to be really honest and say like, we're on limited numbers. I've worked with this person for a really long time. Yeah. I hope you're okay. I hope you understand mm. that I can't invite everyone to my wedding. I think they'll understand, especially because work friends are like potentially one of the last kind of invite- invitees that you're. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the last people you invite for your wedding is, yeah, someone from your work, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think people understand these days, Mm -hmm. especially everyone's working together. You're earning a wage. You're kind of all in the same boat, kind of. You've been put in that situation. Like I would be totally okay with not being invited to a work colleague's Mm -hmm. wedding Mm -hmm. just because I work by myself. Yeah. No. So I don't need to No, honestly, it's it's just one of those things. You understand that weddings cost a lot of money. Yeah. You understand that. There's usually a capacity limit and you usually throw that person a little bit of a party with some cupcakes in the office anyway and that's enough. Yeah. yeah that's you know, congratulations. True. We love yeah. you. All the best. Show us the photos when it's done. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think so. I think, yeah, inviting to the ceremony is really good too. And yeah. then you can have like an Come afternoon along. tea maybe or like cocktail yeah. hour or whatever. Absolutely. And, I mean, the work p- friends are going to go out anyway after. Yeah. <laughs> of course yeah. they yeah. yeah, go out, get lit and mm. cheers to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on a more serious note, I have seen recently um, an idea where someone has allocated a safe person uh, for their wedding day or for their reception, which I thought was a really good idea because when you're talking about a big event – and maybe people having anxieties and mixing that with substances as well. Um, it can sometimes become explosive or there are situations that can arise that are really actually hard to deal with. So um, we're talking about allocating someone safe to like be able to conflict, um, deal with conflict resolution essentially if something comes up. So if there's an uncle that's like, 
gotten really drunk and he's just like yelling at everybody, this safe person will quietly take this person aside and um, call them a cab and get them on their way home. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. It's tricky though, like, because if you go up, if someone came up to me and said, can you be my safe person? I'd be like, God, am I going to be literally like. No one's going (laughs) to ask you, Kelly. No, no. Kelly's going to be lit. Kelly's going to be lit. She's not yeah. going to be the same person. Like, I'm sorry, I can't be a safe um, person. I might be the person being put into the cab. Like it's the, gonna, the party person. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be the yeah. like the auntie that doesn't yeah. drink. Yeah, I can get the dance floor started. Yeah, but yeah. I can, I'm not being the same That's, person. I can, yeah. I can yeah. help get this party mm-hmm. started. Yeah. So, um, but I'm more saying like from the safe person's perspective, mm-hmm. could it make them feel a bit anxious about what if, because I don't know the dynamics of these people, yeah. or what if a fight breaks out? Are they expecting yeah. me to step in? Like what am I going to do? You know? Well, I think some weddings do actually have um, a bouncer or about bounce, not a bouncer. Oh my gosh, it's sounding like a nightclub. nightclub. Security <laughs> guard? A security guard, yeah. Oh, really? So I've been at a wedding before where that. an uncle, mm. um, like it was on the down low, but he he got a bit too lit and um, – like then me. swung oh. some punches. So, oh no! Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And I mean, I the couple did not even know that he had left <laughs> because <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, that's the security. The security card got him Took care of and le- like made him go home. Like he got kicked out. Wow. So, so for that wedding, yeah. the safe person would have been the security guard. But obviously, yeah. not everyone has that um, exactly access. Yeah. However, mm. like we were talking about the other day, Dana, it's could be someone like sober Sally. <laughs> or someone who just likes to is a really responsible person like the MC mm-hmm. or if you feel like the MC is too busy, just someone who's just likes a bit of order, is happy to be mm-hmm. assertive, um, knows, you know, the uncle's history potentially and is happy to also have that conversation with the staff who are yeah. working at the venue and say, can you support me in looking out for this particular person? Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to cut them off if you feel like they've had too much under the RSA laws mm-hmm. and can we just make sure there's extra water on that table? I'd love to finish on a bit of a heartwarming note mm-hmm. Yeah, right. because we've been talking about a lot Such of heavy strained relationships, <laughs> dynamics, relationship yeah. breakdowns, exes, the whole lot. And yeah. some of that can really bring up that feeling of anxiousness and you really do want to be as stress-free as possible leading up mm-hmm. to your date. But I'll be honest, the week of your wedding, even if you've got a perfect family and no dramas, it's still a really big deal. Mm. So you might have those feelings of anxiety in your stomach. But you know what? I used to sing when I was really young. Don't ask me to do it again. (laughs) But my singing teacher used to tell me the feeling of nervousness and excitement is actually the same feeling. It's it's how you make it, what you make it mean. That wasn't my fun story. But anyway. That's a lovely touch. So lovely touch. Now. Leading up to your day, you might be feeling a little bit nervous. It's a big deal. Any kind of a big event, you kind of start to get that that nervous energy, but it's a good thing. It's a positive thing. But at the end of the day, if you've got these family dynamics going on and you're worried about the relationships kind of affecting your day, uh, my recommendation is to really just focus on the person you're about to marry. And you really don't know what the future is going to hold for you and your person. But in that moment and in that lead up, you know what's right for you and it's to marry that person. 
recently I had this beautiful couple call me and say, Rosie, we really want to get married. We've signed our paperwork with the birth, deaths and marriages, but we've decided that we really want to get married in a location in the city, not at the registry's office, and we'd love to get married by a celebrant. And I thought, you know what? I would love to do that. That would be lovely. So I caught up with them and they're these two beautiful people, both in their 70s. And I said to them, you know, what, what, what's the deal? Like, you know, what, why do you want to get married? You know, you're in your later part of life. That was their words, not mine. Mm -hmm. And they said, the guy who, well, the groom said, look, we actually used to know each other when we were 18 and we're at uni. And we used to date and we had such a good time together. We went our separate ways. We got remarried. We lived our lives. We've both had children. And the groom actually had a wife and a son and the wife had died kind of recently, you know, in the past few years. And soon after his wife passing away, his son also passed away. Oh, that's so sad. That is horrendous. So obviously absolutely tragic and this poor man trying to navigate his life. And literally what happened was this beautiful woman just came out of nowhere back into his life through Facebook Messenger, messaged him and they started chatting and they reconnected again after, my maths are terrible, 50 years. Wow. Because they used to date all these years ago. They reconnected and I just said to him, so it sounds like that, your new bride has kind of brought you back to life from everything you've just been through. And he said, absolutely. She's, she's saved my life and she's just my shining light. And this is why we want to get married because Mm. we absolutely adore each other. So they're now married. They had the most beautiful intimate ceremony surrounded literally by their immediate family and their kids. And they are now going to live the rest of their lives together. That's so beautiful. Because they're 70, obviously, another 20 years, hopefully. Did they re, did you find out, like, did they reconnect? Because did the bride sort of see, were they friends on Facebook and she saw that he'd had some loss and maybe she reached out to. I, I'm I actually not sure. I didn't go into it too much. Yeah. I didn't want to harp on it's about so the loss, though. but I was trying to just focus on what he has now and how special yeah. their connection is. Because when I was actually marrying them, it just, there was really not a dry eye in the room. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, a lot of people can be cynical and say, why would you bother, you know, why would you bother getting remarried at this age? But mm. the silliness and the love and the giddiness between them was just, like, infectious. Oh, that's so beautiful. And it just goes yeah. to show that you you just don't <laughs> know what the future holds and you've just got to do what's right for you at the end of the day. Yeah. So there's my oh, two cents. That's so sweet, yeah. <laughs> so, Rosie, thank you so much for being here today and being available to interview. This has been really great to talk about and really insightful. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so lucky that I've had this time with you both and I just feel lucky to be able to um, give a little bit of advice out there that hopefully has helped people, especially with the lead up and on to on the actual wedding day. I'm so 
Yeah, I think it's been so helpful. Thank mm. you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so if you're looking for Rosie, she is Weddings with Rosie. So you can find her on Facebook, Weddings with Rosie, and then also on Instagram, Weddings with Rosie, and then her website is www.weddingswithrosie.com.